Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Grow As You Go podcast. This is your host, Michaela Deal. And you know what I haven't done still? Okay, I have not ordered a mic. So I've not been using a mic for weeks since like Christmas. So I just thought about that. So I'm going to do that literally immediately when I get off of here. So if the audio has sounded like crap, I apologize. But I really don't think it sounded bad. I think especially unless like you have a podcast or something like it probably sounds freaking fine. But you know what I'm saying? I need to get I need to get a mic. So we're gonna get a mic. So this is me telling you so that I hold myself accountable to come back next week saying, hey, guess what? We got a mic. But how are you guys doing? I hope that everything's been going good for all of you. And I hope that you've been having a good start to your year and everything. I know for me, it's been good. It's been good. It's been a little bit of everything, but it's been, it's been good. It's been trying to get everything on track and kind of get my life in order and take care of the things that I've been putting off for a minute and really just focusing on me and my goals at this point. So that's kind of what my year has been like so far, but I hope that you guys have a good Monday and a good start to your week. Valentine's Day's tomorrow. What are we doing? What are we doing? I'm going to be getting dinner with Shelby. So that is what we're going to be up to. So if you are single for Valentine's Day, I just want it to be made very, very clear that that is okay. And if it's more than okay, it's probably better that you're single for Valentine's Day than being in a relationship, to be honest, because you don't have to buy a gift for someone. You don't have to worry about it. But if you are in a relationship, I hope that you guys are doing something super cute. But if you are not, go and do something with your friends. Go and take yourself on a date. You truly don't need anybody but yourself to fill your cup and make you happy. So use Valentine's Day this year as a way to just like celebrate that if you are single. But today we are going to be talking about a topic that is very near and dear to my heart and also something that I really haven't talked about a ton. I've mentioned it from time to time here on the podcast, but... It's something I really wanted to focus on this week specifically because it's something that I've noticed me struggling with for a long time, but especially this year, I noticed in the time of my life that I'm in, I'm trying to transition from different careers. And so let me just tell you, first of all, it's ADHD. So that's what we're going to be talking about. But like I said, I'm currently transitioning out of a nine to five, or that's the goal to transition out of dental hygiene, at least as much as I currently do it, which is like a little bit under 40 hours a week, like 37 hours a week or something. I work anywhere from three to four days a week currently, but it is something that I noticed does affect my mental health when I'm there too much because it's just not something that really serves me anymore, which is also normal and okay to outgrow a career if it's something that isn't quite really doing it for you anymore. So my whole career transformation and like situation that I'm in requires me to go from being an employee working for someone else, doing the job that I know how to do like the back of my hand with very, very minimal thinking and something that I went to school for, obviously, as opposed to what I'm trying to transition to, which is being my own boss, working for myself, being good with my time management, getting my schedule set in stone and under control and not allowing it to kind of flow off of the schedule that I make it because that's something that's going to cause me to be consistent in getting where I need to go. You know what I mean? So that's something that me personally, I noticed I really struggled with two weeks ago, or I think it was about two weeks ago. Whenever we had the storm here in Texas where like there was like an ice storm, I was off all week. So I was using that week to work for me at home and really try to get my goals in order to kind of set me up to take the next steps and like, how am I making money? You know what I mean? When I'm not at my nine to five, like, how are we doing that? So I was in pure like research mode and educating myself mode and it was overwhelming for sure. And it was definitely something that I noticed. I was like, this shouldn't be this hard, but like, unfortunately for me, something like this is. And also I think it is like a normal thing to struggle trying something new for the first time and doing something completely foreign to me, which is having to kind of work for myself and do things a certain way. But basically I noticed a lot of mental blocks come up in the way my dog's out in the living room. Okay. I I can't have him in here on purpose when I record because he literally was in here like panting a second ago. He's out there screaming. (laughs) So for anybody who doesn't know, I have a Husky Malamute and he talks all the time. So And it's more so when he's happy. Like he literally will just do that whenever he's excited or happy. That's pretty much the only time. Or if he wants something from me, like if he wants to go out, he'll bark like very, very lightly just to tell me like, hey, let's go outside. But yeah, for the most part, he doesn't really bark. He doesn't bark at other dogs. 
But that's just a side note that I figured I would let you guys know because he is chirping in here. So you might hear him a couple more times. But basically, I noticed a lot of mental blocks from me trying to sit and do things on my like by myself. And it was really discouraging. I'm not even going to lie to you. I was like, why is this so hard? Like, it was really hard for me to not take it personally on myself and not talk to myself negatively and get frustrated with myself and instead be like, all right, you're doing a really good job here. Like you are still doing things and taking steps to get stuff done, even if you're not getting as much done as maybe you hope to. Like any step is a step in the right direction to get you where you want to go. And so basically I went through that that week and I was like, my schedule's all over the place. It's so hard for me to find discipline in getting up when I don't actually have to be at work. And that's another thing. It's like transitioning my brain from assuming just because I'm not working at work that I'm not working. Like I got to take myself seriously to that degree. Like, no, Michaela, by 8 a.m. you are on the job. Like you are working and it's like getting in that routine and everything. So if you're someone who can relate to this, just know it's going to take some time. Don't be discouraged and keep working on it because you are essentially forming a habit that is totally different from what you're used to. And it's going to take a second. So just be kind to yourself and know that you are going to get there, but it's going to come with trial and error. And it's going to come from you actually sitting down and writing your schedule, what you want it to be like. And also you're figuring out what career you're going to be doing. Maybe, you know what I mean? So that takes a lot of time out of itself too. So work for me and what I'm going to be doing is going to look different pretty much every single day to a degree, like just with creating content for brands, social media, all of that stuff. Like there's so many different things that I do and there's so many, like a lot of it is posting and being on accounts and getting back to brands and emailing brands and then making a portfolio for me to send to brands. Like, Hey, you want content? Let me make you some content. And for those who don't know, it's called UGC. So it's user generated content. So basically I don't have to post any of this stuff on my pages or a lot of the time I might do some on my pages, but the stuff that I'll be getting paid for will be for me to create that content for brands to put on their pages, their social media, whether I'm in it personally or not. It can literally just be me making an aesthetically pleasing video of me pouring their drink in a cup and making it look appealing. So things like that. And for me, something like that honestly comes very natural and I really enjoy that kind of thing and you can make a lot of money from it. So I'm in the process of kind of figuring that all out and kind of getting my self in the right direction with all of that. And obviously, like I said, this is new to me. So you got to learn how to perfect that in order to get there. You got to make the portfolio. There's all these little steps before you get to where you want to go, which is maybe making the money. So just being dedicated to your goals, whatever that may mean for you, it might take a second, but don't be discouraged because you're doing all the stuff and you got to learn to love the process of whatever it is that you're doing because it's all teaching you something that you, it's going to make you good at that career, whatever it is you're trying to do. So um, that's just a little side note, but that does pertain to this because that was me learning how much I was struggling with my ADHD, especially in this time of my life when I am going to be transitioning. I was noticing it's very, very hard for me to rely on myself when I deal with ADHD to push past it. And I do see a therapist and I love her and she's the best. She's literally the best. I just made a podcast last week talking all about therapy, my personal journey with therapy, and also um, green flags, red flags to look for and how to go about finding the right therapist. So if that's something that you've been wanting to kind of learn more about, that is my last podcast that I posted. And it's just funny. It's entertaining, honestly, because I do talk about a lot of funny things that have happened in my journey. But she's the best. And so I talked to her about it. And this is something I've known. I've personally struggled with for a long time. Ever since I was younger, I don't think my parents were involved enough personally or self-aware enough on what ADHD is or anything like that, just because they are in their like, they're in their sixties. So, you know what I mean? I don't think that that was something that their generation was really made aware of and knew that that was an issue or whatever. So that's not ever something that I noticed until I was growing up and you know what I mean? I was in college and I did fine in school and everything. I always was able to get the stuff done that I needed to get done, but just in my personality and also just the way that I communicate things like that, that is kind of how I noticed a lot of friends would be like, Michaela, like you've ADHD, you've ADD. Like I always was told that growing up and like, obviously people can say that to you and it might not pertain at all, but that's something that I would always hear. And I was kind of like, damn, <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause I'm like, I was like, I probably do, but I have no clue what 
you know what I mean? Exactly that would even mean or whatever. So as I got older and as I became more aware of like mental health and things that I personally struggle with, I was like, yeah, this is definitely um, something that I'm noticing in myself. So basically guys, I'm going to break this down for you and explain to you exactly what ADHD is, the different symptoms that you can have, the different um, types that there is. There's like three main types, which type I was particularly diagnosed with, how I got diagnosed with it and also medication, all that stuff. And I do want to make it really clear too. I know a lot of people have this and it's undiagnosed. Like you don't have to have a diagnosis to understand that you have, you know what I mean? Maybe some sort of attention disorder, you know what I mean? To a degree. And there's nothing wrong with you having that. I really want that to be made clear because I think like having ADHD, I'm not ashamed of it at all. Like not even slightly. I think there's a lot of education like there's not there's a lack of education on it so one I think that anything mental health if you go around saying that you have or experience something a lot of people are like oh my gosh like there's something wrong with her no she's just aware or he he or she just knows of something that they go through and I think everybody kind of goes through certain things whether they're aware of it or not whether they care to claim that or look more into it or whether they choose to dissociate from it. All of that I totally get and I understand. And I've done a lot of dissociating in my life from the issues that I notice that I do struggle with from time to time. But basically, you don't have to have a diagnosis to understand that you have ADHD. So if you're listening to this and you're in a similar boat as me where you notice these things kind of pertain to you and you've been wanting to kind of know if you do, you can go two different ways with this. If it's something that you notice doesn't really affect you a ton and whatever, you, you never have to get diagnosed. You never have to go through that or anything, but you can understand you probably might have some symptoms that might make you like higher at risk, you know what I mean, for having this or whatever the term may be. But if you want to get diagnosed or if you want that for yourself, you just kind of want to know like, is this something I'm actually dealing with or whatever? There's nothing wrong with getting diagnosed with that because it just kind of validates you and validates the things that you experience every single day that you're struggling with. And for me, I'm happy to know like, yeah, cool. People haven't just been saying this to me my whole life and I've been taking it on. Like this is something that I do deal with. And I know I do. <laughs> I know I do. But I just want this podcast episode to serve as a way to educate yourself on what this is. Maybe you have people in your life in your family that deal with this kind of thing. So maybe I can even give you tips on how to kind of be understanding towards them and communicate with them better, that kind of thing. Maybe if that's something that you notice, um, because I know a lot of people that I know, either either a lot of my friends have ADHD also, or they have someone in their family, you know what I mean, that also has it. It's extremely, extremely common. And like I said, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm not upset that I have it. Like from time to time, yeah, it kind of sucks, but I think having ADHD, which by the way, is attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. So basically makes it hard to concentrate, makes you more like hyperactive, all that stuff. I'm going to break it down here in just a second. But I personally think having ADHD is a superpower. Like I really do because it requires me to be creative to a certain point that I think a lot of people might not do. I think a lot of people who are creatives or a lot of people who, you know what I mean, just create in some way, whether it be art, whether it be writers, whether it be content creators, whether it be photography, I don't know. But I think that is something that I've found, like a lot of creatives kind of have this type of thing. You are just on in a certain way, your brain is wired a little bit differently. I don't know. I personally think it's kind of a superpower and it can cause me to really get stuff done when I'm using it to my benefit. But, but so basically I felt like I was at the point after experiencing this past week where I was like, you know what, I've already been diagnosed with ADHD and I know it's something that I do have, but I'm not medicated and I've never been medicated for it. So I'm at the point where I want to try medication and see how this affects me. And if I notice it's help helping me and if I notice it's helping me positively, like that's all I could ask for. Just something to make me make that push because I notice I have all these goals, all these aspirations all of these things that I know I want to do and I can do and I'm capable of doing, but the ADHD can halt me and make it all way too overwhelming for me to start. And that unfortunately for me is too, too risky for me to let that be a part of my life at the moment. So that is why for the time being, I did get prescribed medication. Okay. I'm very excited about this because I think this could be really good for me in my career aspect. So it's something I'm going to take as needed basically when I'm working 
or, you know what I mean, whatever, which is honestly a lot of the time. But I got prescribed Ritalin, and it is the um, generic version. It's methylphenidate. And you take one tablet by mouth twice a day. So like in the morning and then before lunch. So I'm going to try that out. I haven't tried it yet just because it is Sunday. And I unfortunately have had too much caffeine today. So I'm a little afraid <laughs> to take this at the moment before recording. I do want to take it as soon as I'm done, to be honest, just to see how I feel like it affects me before I start the work week. Because I want to see how I feel on medication before I'm at work having to, you know what I mean? Be a hygienist. So I'm going to try to take that as soon as I'm done here. It is going to be slightly later in the day, like around three. So it could affect me sleeping tonight, but it's very, very, very like small dose. It's five milligrams. And I just want to see kind of how I feel. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited about that. So I'm going to explain that to you guys all at the end here, but this is something that I think I'm at the point of doing. And I think medication's totally okay for sure. If you, if that's something that you want to do and you feel like you're at the point in your life where you're like, I've tried a lot of things to help me with this and I'm still getting tripped up and not able to quite take charge of my life in the way that I want to. And for me, it's just mainly with my career. That's the main place where I'll notice it, or it just halts, halts me from getting started on tasks that I literally can do. Sorry about the very long intro, but so ADHD, again, is defined as attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. So the definition of it is a chronic condition, including attention difficulty, hyperactivity, and impulsiveness. So that's the main definition just off of Google. And then Google does define it as beginning in childhood, and it can persist into adulthood. It may contribute to low self-esteem, relationships, and difficulty at school or work. And I will tell you right now too, I think a lot of the reason, at least me personally, I could um, contribute that it probably does contribute to low self-esteem is because you're unable to keep some promises to yourself or it's harder for you to get the things done that you know you can do and that makes you feel like shit. You know what I mean? So <clears throat> I think that could be part of it. Obviously, it could have a number of things associated. I'm not a professional when it comes to this kind of thing. So definitely talk to a psychiatrist or a therapist or something like that if you're wanting more information on this, but I'm going to break down the three different kind of types here in a second. More than 3 million cases are diagnosed per year. Treatment can help, but condition cannot be cured. It's kind of just something that you deal with or you learn to deal with, you learn to cope with it with or without medication and kind of take it that way. It does require a medical diagnosis for you to know for sure. But again, like I said, you might just kind of be able to be like, mm, I know I kind of deal with this, but I don't care to look into it kind of thing. But symptoms can include being unable to sit still, especially in calm or quiet settings, constant fidgeting, being unable to concentrate on tasks, excessive talking, excessive physical movement, being unable to wait their turn, especially when you're talking like this is something that I'll notice. And me personally, I'm good at this or I've gotten a lot better at it because I'm aware that this will happen. But the main reason that I notice that this happens is because I won't remember what I'm going to tell you unless I say it right away sometimes. So that's part of the reason we're all like, and I'll be like, Oh wait, sorry. And, and let them finish. And then I'll try to say it, but sometimes I can forget, but I've gotten a lot better with that. Acting without thinking, interrupting conversations kind of goes hand in hand with the inability to wait your turn. And then the three main types. So the first type we're going to talk about is the inattentive type, which I just talked to my psychiatrist literally on Friday. I had an appointment to ask about ADHD medication and during that appointment, she told me kind of like my diagnosis, like whatever she's diagnosed me with. And she did tell me that she diagnosed me from the one time that I met her in person for like an hour. She thinks it's the inattentive type. I think it could be the combined type for a little bit for me, but basically let's break this down. I am slightly amped up today, guys. Okay. I took pre-workout and then went to one scoop, by the way, it recommends two. I only ever take one because I am sensitive to caffeine, <laughs> which I hate, but it's true. And so I took one scoop of pre-workout, went to hot yoga, and then had a coffee after. And so I'm definitely like amped up at the moment. So that is why I decided to not take my medication yet because it is a stimulant. So I don't think I need a ton of that at the moment. So I wanted to wait to record to take it because I was like, I don't need to be like psychotically talking at the speed of light on this with you guys. <laughs> so anyways. Okay, so the first type of ADHD is the inattentive type. And this is defined as a person with this type must have at least six or nine symptoms of these that I'm about to tell you. 
and very few of the symptoms of hyperactive impulsive type. So not paying attention to detail, making careless mistakes, failing to pay attention and keep on task, not listening, being unable to follow or understand instructions, avoiding tasks that involve effort, yeah, (laughs) Um, being distracted, being forgetful, losing things that are needed to complete tasks. So that one just gives a few. I'm sure there's several more. I'm just looking on WebMD currently, honestly, um, to give you guys some information on it. But I definitely can tell you that a lot, the main things that I'll notice for me with my ADHD is just like I said, being unable to get started. So that one right now, avoiding tasks that involve effort. Like if it's involving effort of something that seems hard or something that I don't know, my brain all like have a mental block with it where it makes it seem like it's seriously too hard for me to get started. No. No, <laughs> if you get started, and this is why I have, like, I, I know better. <laughs> I know if I get started, I'm going to start to learn and I'm going to enjoy it. And it's going to become easier the more time that you put into it. So that is why I'm like, why? You know what I mean? Why is this my life? And I do listen, but it's harder to because you have distractions. So like I'm easily distracted by little things. You know what I mean? Or if there's like a lot of like stimulation, like outside, if there's like a lot of people walking by, sometimes that can be distracting. But again, All these things for me, I've been dealing with this just naturally my whole life. So I've experienced a lot of ways for me to just learn how to cope with this stuff. But where I cannot really deal at the moment is just making myself get started with things or just being able to push past. So I'm excited to see like what medication does for me and how much easier it makes me working for myself or at least getting started. All right, the second type is hyperactive impulsive type. To have this type, a person has to have, again, six of these nine symptoms and very few of the symptoms of inattentive type. So this is fidgeting, squirming, getting up often when seated, running or climbing at inappropriate times, having trouble playing quietly. I think a lot of this is kind of like whenever you're younger, they might notice this kind of thing. Talking too much, talking talking out of turn or, or blurting out, interrupting, often on the go as if driven by a motor. And then lastly, we have combined type. This is the most common type and people with it have symptoms of both inattentive and hyperactive. So I took a screenshot of this. Um, it's like a, what, the, what are those called? A Venn diagram, like those little circle charts. <laughs> and the combined type says that you might experience sleep issues, sensory processing problems, self-esteem is impacted, executive functioning is impacted, high rate of co-occurring mood disorders, and your working memory is impacted as well. So with that one, you would maybe experience those things, but a little bit on each side of inattentive and hyperactive. I think I could be a little bit combined, but I definitely think I'm more inattentive for sure, like she said I was. So basically, I just wanted this episode to be a little informative on those things to see if maybe that's something that you notice, you experience, or maybe gives you a little bit of clarity if you've been in in a time of your life when you are experiencing some of these and you're not quite sure what it is. Just know that it's okay and it's extremely normal. And so many of my friends, so many of my friends struggle with this kind of thing. And I know they personally have taken medication and they've told me like it's changed my life. Like it's just made things easier where a lot of times um, if you do have ADHD or know that you do, your mind can be loud and not in a way where you'd really notice it if you're used to it, but like your brain's always on the go. It's you're always looking for like whatever's right in front of you. That's kind of what you're focusing on. Out of sight, out of mind is a thing. If you know what I mean? I will, the worst part about ADHD for me, it's so, it's so bad is if I am texting someone or if I get a text at a time when I'm busy If I open that message, I will probably forget to answer that for days, four days, especially if it's somebody I haven't heard from in a while, you know what I mean? And something comes up, I will forget. And then I'll I'll be like, oh my God, I didn't even realize. Like I've done that before in times when someone's reached out to me, I've opened it when I was busy, like driving or something. And then I remembered two weeks later, like, oh God, (laughs) like I'm not kidding. It's like the worst thing ever. So unless I talk to you every single day, you know what I mean? For the most part. But even then, sometimes if I get a message, I will take a couple hours to respond either because I am busy or two, because I saw it when I was busy and then I forgot about it because I've been doing stuff. And then I'll come back hours later like, hey, <laughs> sorry, I was I didn't even realize I forgot to answer this. But that is such a way that I personally notice that I do deal with it. So what I really try to do is if I get texts or messages from someone or emails, I try to not open them until I'm genuinely in a place to respond. And I respond pretty much right away. I don't play games where I like take forever to answer people because that's just not, not what I do. And I will forget. 
I will probably forget to answer. So <laughs> that is some, that's a way that I personally notice it affects me. Again, also, like I said, if it's not right in front of you, like if it's been so hard for me to like figure out what to put my energy on unless I'm prioritizing my to-do list. So if I write a to-do list, I often will try to write it in the order that I need to get it done or I'll star the ones that I really need to get done first because if I just allow myself to walk around, which I've done pretty much my whole life without a to-do list or something, I am putting my energy on whatever is right in front of me, even if it doesn't matter. Like, and so being at home, living alone, which is what I do, like my time is my time. So it's really up to me to kind of figure out how to organize my time to live my life most effectively and get the stuff done that I need to get done. And that's just the whole, whole freaking period of life that I'm in at the moment. So if I'm walking around my house, let's say, right. And I know I need to answer emails. I need to do all these things. My emails are technically out of sight. That's something I would literally have to tell myself, okay, go and answer emails where if I'm walking around my house, I notice that I need to vacuum. So I start vacuuming and then I'm like, okay, well, I might as well just mop while I'm here. Mop. Okay. Well, I could do the dishes, whatever's in front of you, you will go and tackle that. It can be great because you can just get in like cleaning zones or whatever, but also I can find myself being productive in ways that don't serve me at the time because I need to be getting done these other work tasks before I get done my cleaning tasks, which technically could wait. You know what I mean? So learning how to prioritize is definitely something I would recommend if you do not want to get on medication and you want to try to kind of get a hold of any ADHD symptoms that you notice you're struggling with. First thing I would recommend for you is a to-do list and writing that either in your phone, making it somewhere that you look every single day. So it could be Google Calendar. For me personally, that one has not worked. Um, it could be a planner that you actually enjoy using. Make it visually pleasing, okay? Make it a very cute, like something that makes you want to pick it up. Because if it's just an ugly planner, if you're like me, you're not going to want to use that. So it's just making something, something that you look forward to and making it an enjoyable experience for you because it's going to feel so good to one, be organized, but two, create routine in your life because the more routine I've also noticed with me personally, the easier it is to achieve my goals and get stuff done. So I think also if you're somebody who is super into routine or someone who sees himself eating the same meals like all the time because that meal works for you, you'll hyper fixate on it. Yeah. Also something that could be correlated to ADHD possibly as well. Don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure. So definitely try out a planner. Try out something where you can just make sure like every single day, if you're walking around the house and you're like, wait, I don't know what to do right now. Refer to your planner. Refer to that thing that has all the things that you want to get done that day on it because that's going to help you in so many ways to make sure that you are kind of staying on task, getting things done, and also making you feel like you're achieving things because you're able to just check it off. And you're like, oh, cool. Like, I can do this. This is easy. Something that's helped me a ton is planning my day the night before. In the morning, I do not have time to sit down and plan something. That's going to seem way too stressful for me the day of. So if I take some time before I go to bed, which this is part of my night, my nighttime routine, I will open up my planner, right? Like the next day, I'll go to the next day and list everything from what I'm eating for breakfast to what time I'm working out, what time I'm getting up, um, where I'm working that day. Cause for me, it is like as a temporary hygienist, I have different jobs every day. So I'll kind of note that whatever it is that you're doing that day, whatever things that you need to get done, maybe you need to plan a tax appointment to get your taxes done. If I don't write certain things like that down, I will forget about it until I remember next, which I couldn't tell you when that's going to happen. So anytime I have a thought where I'm like, oh yeah, I need to do that. I immediately go to my planner and I write down taxes because even if I don't get it done that day, anything that I didn't get done that day, I carry over to the next day. I should not be allowed to have this much caffeine and record. I wish I wasn't this sensitive to caffeine, but I can just feel it. I'm like, I'm chatting so quick. I'm talking so quick right now. I'm like tripping over my own words because I'm getting so hyped up about it. But basically anything that you don't get done that day, you carry it over to the next day. But just making sure that you're taking that time before you go to bed. At first, it might seem like a lot of effort or like, oh, I don't want to do this before I'm going to bed. I'm tired. Do it. I promise you're going to be so happy and grateful that you did because it's going to make tomorrow so much easier because you already took the stress off of having to figure out what you have to do. 
that day. Even if it is very routine, there are certain things each day that you need to do maybe. And for me, that's been creating healthy habits. So making sure I'm vacuuming, you know what I mean? At least a couple times a week, I will write that down. Doing the dishes, if I notice it's been like two days since I got to get to that, right? Doing the dishes, make sure that you're prioritizing those things because those little things are the big things because it's gonna make your mind feel so clear and just at ease whenever you look around your house and it's not a mess. So these are just little things that have helped me so much, I would say over the past year or so to form healthy habits because all these healthy habits have made me just like a little unstoppable, to be honest. But, and it's just changed my life and it's helped a lot with my ADHD and anything like that. But again, I'm still struggling with it in work settings from home just because I need to be kind of getting it together. So again, for instance, if it's going to be something work related, I would write down the night before what work things I got to do the next day, plan my day out. Planning your day is just going to ease your mind, ease any stress, ease any confusion, anything like that. And you always have something to refer to, like I said, out of sight, out of mind. So if you're referring to that to-do list every single day, it just takes away any area for you to just get off track for hours, you know, or like scroll on TikTok for hours. If I catch myself doing something that I'm not supposed to be doing, to a degree, you're allowed to take breaks and you're allowed to freaking live your life and not do something that's on your planner. But especially when you're trying to be productive, if I notice myself doing something that's just me being lazy, essentially, or just like trying to get out of it, I will notice that and be like, nope, you've been doing this for like five minutes. We're not doing this. And then I'll put my phone down. Put it on do not disturb is the biggest thing. Put your phone somewhere else and put that out of your mind if you can depending on what kind of work you do or whatever. For me, that can be a little bit harder. Like I said, it's creating content for brands and it's being on my phone a lot or checking my emails. So I'm trying to get better at doing my emails on my computer and kind of just using my computer for work and putting my phone away because there's too many notifications that could come up on my phone during the workday. So if those things tend to come up and I see those, it will just get me off track TikToks on there. I'll start scrolling. Okay. I'll start like, I'll just get off track in a number of ways, like social media messages, you know, so people can call you whatever. So just making sure that you're setting boundaries, good professional boundaries. If this is something where maybe you're trying to do the same thing as me working from home, noticing you struggle with this kind of stuff too. So If you are anyone, again, who just has anybody in your life that has these kind of things that they deal with and you personally don't, I highly recommend just sharing this stuff with them. Send them this episode and please just send it to them because I really think that it could help them a lot. And even if you don't have ADHD, these little tips that I'm sharing are just ways that I've helped myself become the most productive, best version of myself and just create good, healthy habits over the past year or so. So I think anyone can benefit from this stuff. So just a couple little tips there. I hope that this is making sense and hitting home for anybody who maybe needs to hear this kind of thing. But like I said, you can tend to hyperfixate on food also, which is not a bad thing. Like I also really enjoy this about myself because you don't want to do hard things a lot of the time. So hard things could be learning new recipes, which I am forcing myself to do. I'm always forcing myself out of my comfort zone to do the things that make me uncomfortable because that's how you grow, baby. That and also um, I want to learn new meals. I want to become better in the kitchen and like a better cook and all of that. So it's good. But for me, once I find a food that I really like and it's healthy, you know what I mean? It has all the things I'm looking for. It's high in protein, whatever it may be. I will love that meal. I pretty much use all the same meals every freaking week. I'm not even kidding you. Like it's rare that I'm putting a new meal. Like I'll have like five different dinners that I'll kind of like I'll recycle through. I'll have a couple lunches that I'll, I swear to, I, I like thinking back on this right now, it's actually kind of hilarious. I went through a phase when I was in Pennsylvania where I only ate tilapia, Brussels sprouts and rice. Okay. For dinner. <laughs> and I would eat this every day. I would make it in the air fryer. That's pretty much how I cook all my meals. Cause it's just so freaking easy. Again, if it's easy, People who struggle with ADHD, it's going to be very appealing to you if it's an easy thing to do. So air fryer is nice because I don't have to sit there and really keep an eye on it. There's a button for the thing I'm trying to cook probably if it's fish. I hit the fish button. It cooks at the recommended whatever. (laughs) I almost said wattage. It cooks at whatever freaking temperature that's on there and for the amount of time too. It's all in there and you can 
put it up and down if you want to change it. It's so easy. And it cooks everything perfectly in there. Like last week I cooked steak in the air fryer. It's so good. So basically I went through a phase where I would eat that meal. I'm not kidding. For four to five, maybe half a year, I ate that meal all the time. And then I went through a phase not too long ago, or maybe it was about a year ago, where I ate chicken sausage. Um, <laughs> I just think it's so funny. Chicken sausage, peppers, mushrooms, like sweet potatoes, and something else. Like I would do like a sheet in like the oven. I would just put it in the oven and cook it all like broccoli. And then I would just put that in a container. I ate that for my lunch every single day for about for months. I don't even know how long. Then I switched it up a little bit to ground turkey with some black beans, some corn, some jalapeno sauce from Trader Joe's and some veggies. So that is how I would switch it up. Then I ate that for a few months. And then <laughs> I forced myself out of my comfort zone to learn a new meal to cook, which was stuffed peppers. So now I've been eating stuffed peppers for lunch. Pretty, pretty much for like two months, I would say. And it's so good. And I literally just ordered stuff for groceries to make it again tonight for this week because it's so delicious and it's healthy. It's high in protein. It's so good. I just love it. And I personally am really weird. And I will eat all of my like lunches cold. Like I never really warm up leftovers. So a little fun fact about me, but it's so true. And I think everything tastes so much better when it's not warmed up. I don't know what that's about, but... Try it once. Let me know what you think. But for me, like what I'll do is I'll make, <laughs> I don't know how this has gotten me telling you about <laughs> what I'm eating for lunch, but I hope that you guys care. Basically though, I will hyperfix it on foods. And this is my current hyperfixation meal, which is six bell peppers. I get two things of ground beef and I make like one and a half ground beef because there's like four servings in one of those. And then you need like a half an onion, um, some tomato sauce and a couple other things. I have, I can post it if you guys wanna know like the actual recipe, I will share that on my Instagram or wherever, but it is on my TikTok. But basically it's a very good meal and it's so easy and it's so good. So I'll eat two of those peppers for lunch every day this week. And having your meals meal prepped, if you're able to kind of get in the routine of that will change your life because I never feel like I have enough time, ever. Ever, ever, ever. I never feel like I have enough time. It's so awful. So, and I do have a lot of shit that I'm doing pretty much always. So if you're able to dedicate your Sunday to a meal prep day where you are taking the time, you're ordering your groceries or whatever, and um, taking the time to meal prep so that you don't have to do it the rest of the week. You are setting yourself up to have your healthy meals already made for you. So all you have to do is grab it and put it in your freaking lunchbox with a fork I also take a little like fruit squeeze <laughs> and that is what I'll eat. Just making sure that you are buying the foods that you need to achieve your fitness goals, health goals, whatever it is that you want to eat. Do it at the beginning of the week, meal prep. Even if you only meal prep your lunches on Sunday and like then make your dinners fresh, that's kind of what I do. But when I get my meals, I will clean my fruit, clean all my food that day. I'll cut up anything that needs cut, like cucumbers. I will pre-cut stuff because if I leave it to the to the night that I'm cooking food, and this is just me being so honest, it's less likely that I'm gonna use that and it might go bad in my fridge. So by me taking that time on Sundays to cut everything up, wash it, make it easy just to use that night and throw in the air fryer or whatever. I swear it has changed my life and it's become such a thing. So I meal prep every single Sunday. I always try to get my groceries on Saturday or Sunday. And then you start your week off right. You feel good, you're prepared, and then it takes all that stress of having to cook and all that stuff off of you during the week, which is really, really nice. Like I said also, it can be something where whenever you are struggling with this or you experience ADHD, you can feel like you don't have time. And this is something that I've experienced and I've talked to friends that also agree with me on this. If I'm off from work, so I, it's my day to do whatever I want, let's say, and it's Friday, and I have something to do at 5 p.m. For some reason, and like I've been good at like getting myself out of this and like training myself to think otherwise and just push through. But I can feel like, oh, well, I have something to do at five. So like I can't do anything else today. That is not a good way to think. And that is not a good way to live your life. But I have struggled with that. And it's been hard for me to feel like if I do have plans at five, that I still have time to go to the gym that day or whatever. 
And that all comes down to planning your routines, making sure that you get up at a certain time each day, maybe not sleeping in a ton, getting eight hours of sleep each night, whatever you can do to set yourself up to just push through those feelings. If that's something that you have, that's not true. That thought you're having isn't true. You have so much time, but ADHD makes you feel like you don't, like you have no time to get shit done. And you do, you have so much time. But unfortunately, like my my least favorite thing about it um, would be that, like I said, you feel like you don't have time. And so instead of just getting started and doing something, you'll sit there and you'll be thinking that you don't have time, but really you're just procrastinating and you're like self-sabotaging yourself from getting started because the longer that you wait to get started and do something, okay, now you actually don't really have time because you've wasted this much time. So I don't know if that makes sense to everyone, but that's something that I know I struggle with. My friend Shelby has struggled with. She's told me people in her family have struggled with it. So just learning to train your brain. If your brain starts to think that way, being like, no, we got time. We know what we're doing. We're going to just start. So one other thing that's really helped me personally And my therapist also recommended this because I told her, I was like, listen, I was like, I am like really not sure what to do. And this was before I decided to start medication, but I was like considering it after that week because I was like, okay, I feel like I could have got a lot more done this week and I didn't. And it wasn't because I couldn't have done it. It's because I was having mental blocks from getting started. So she was like, here's what you want to, she's like, medication definitely I think would help you. And she was like, for sure. And she's like, there's no harm in trying it. She was like, you don't have to take it forever. She was like, you're not supposed to take it forever. That's what she told me. If you're someone who has taken it for a long time, there's nothing wrong with that. And who knows, this could be something that I never want to stop. But for me, she said, the tools that you learn in therapy are to help you from not needing medication lifelong. You might need it for certain time periods in your life or whatever, but it's not meant to be on forever. That's at least what my therapist told me. But she said, there's nothing wrong with you being on it. And she was like, you, she's like, it sounds like you need this right now. You need a little bit of a push. You need a little bit of a burst to get you over the hump to get, to make this transition in your career more doable. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> like that actually pretty much sums it up right there. So I don't know how long I'll be on it. I haven't taken a pill yet. It honestly makes me a little nervous to take medication in general because I don't like feeling out of control in any way and I know that when you're taking something it might you know what I mean make me think a little differently or who knows um so that's just something that I personally have thought about and I do I have like not wanted to take medication for a long time for anything because I don't you know what I mean? Like, I don't like that a little bit. So I will let you guys know how I feel, but I know that a friend of mine also told me when she took medication for her ADHD, it quiets your brain in a good way where instead of having all these things or all these, not not that you have voices in your head. So I want to make that clear for anyone who doesn't understand ADHD. You just have, instead of you, it's like you have tabs open, tabs open in your head. That is how I would define it because you feel like you have to do all these things. Like All these tabs are open in your head at once, as opposed to you just being able to focus on that thing that you really need to do. So by quiet your mind, that is what I mean by that, because I think that that's what my friend meant, because then it just helps you focus on the now and what you're up to. And it helps you kind of just be in the moment in that, not as much in your head and just focus. So it definitely helps with mental focus and all of that stuff. So I'm super excited to try it. And I definitely will be sharing the whole journey with you guys. If you have any questions, if you want me to do another episode on taking medication, how it's going for me, side effects I'm experiencing, all that stuff, I'm definitely going to keep track of that and start sharing that with you guys too. But shitty thing, okay, about this is that there is a shortage on medication for ADHD currently, mainly Adderall, but um, also Ritalin as well. So that was something I did talk to my psychiatrist about and she was like, She's like, yeah. And she's like, just say, you know, there's a shortage. And I'm like, I know. I'm like, literally all my friends know this. And I was like, so I've been kind of prepped and ready. Um, (laughs) I've been a little prepped and ready for that. So if that's something that you are trying to do or you're considering getting on medication, just know there is a shortage on Adderall, which is one medication that you can take. There's several, but um, I am trying Ritalin. And one cool thing about it is that it only lasts for four hours. So I am kind of loving that. Because if let's say it is something that could be a little too much, it's only going to be there for four hours and then it's going to go away, you know? So 
I hope that this information has helped you guys and I hope that it makes sense and I hope it's given a different perspective maybe on ADHD than you've known in the past and I always am here to end any sort of stigma around things that aren't talked about. Like last week it was therapy, this week it's ADHD. We're gonna talk about anxiety. We're gonna talk about social anxiety. We will talk about depression. We will do those things. But also anything else that you guys wanna hear about, please let me know. This specific week I was gonna talk with Abby and bring on my best friend. She's currently moving. Literally in like two weeks I'm actually driving with her to North Carolina. She's moving to Raleigh. And we were gonna do a podcast episode together this week but we went out on Friday for her work happy hour and um, they're like, come. And I was like, all right, cool. So I went and then it turned in, which I always know this kind of how it goes, especially because she's moving. I'm like, we're going to be out. We're going out. It changed from a happy hour to a night out, basically. So we went to a couple of different places. It was a lot of fun. I had so much fun. And I'm just obviously it's a non-negotiable for me. My best friend of 14 years is leaving and my time with her is limited, you will catch me out and about. But I am I am currently trying to not drink quite as much um, when I do go out. So honestly, I did really well. I wasn't too hungover yesterday. But the whole point of the story is me and her were both hungover to a point where we were like, let's not do anything. Like I had to file my taxes yesterday. That was enough. That was that was probably it was it was one of the worst things I think ever that I could have been doing yesterday. But super good news with all of that because as you guys know, I am an independent contractor through temping. So for me, instead of paying my taxes and like probably getting money back, I don't get taxes taken out of any of my paychecks. So I have to personally set that money aside every single time that I get paid. So I've been putting aside like 30% of each paycheck. So I've had way more money apparently than I actually needed saved up on the side. It was the best case scenario for my taxes. I was very, very, very happy about the news. So I ended up being able to keep like a ton of money in my savings and I have debt to pay off. So I'm very excited to have be, I was kind of forced to save money. You know what I mean? So it worked because I was like, Oh, I just have this money that now I can use to pay off all the things that have been stressing me out. So Taxes was good, but it took me like three freaking hours. I swear to God, it was three hours getting it done through TurboTax. And then before that, I was going through H&R Block, but then she told me it would have been $400 for me to file as a self-employed person, pretty much. So basically, if you are an independent contractor or you are a temporary dental hygienist or you're considering it, taxes are definitely trickier. So I would recommend working with someone because if I didn't have the lady that was on there with me doing it, I swear I would I was so stressed out. I don't know what to enter. She was like helping me like save money because you can like claim certain things. So I was able to claim like my car, you know what I mean? And all that stuff. So we kind of put a bunch of stuff on there because I do drive like from work and everything. So anyways, so basically little life update with that. That's kind of where I am. I'm just kind of working on myself, working on kind of getting things under control and figuring out how to make this career change get get going and get like really going to the point where I can be making money off of it, which I'm very excited about. But, and I think the medication will help. So I'm definitely going to share that stuff with you guys. And then I think it's the first weekend in March. I will be, um, I will be going with Abby driving to North Carolina, like I said. So I'm going to be doing that with her. I'll be there for a few days just to look around the city with her, help her move. Um, and all that stuff. So I'm really excited to see her house. It's honestly so freaking gorgeous. And my only other update is that I have a personal trainer, which is one of my friends, but I'm getting started with him to basically perfect my form when it comes to working out and everything and do that stuff. So that is the current life update for me. And um, yeah, I hope that you guys like this episode. I hope that you loved it. I hope that it was helpful. And like I said in the beginning, Anything in this episode that can be told to anyone in your life that you know about ADHD, please let them know. And I think the best way to care for those people in your life is just to be understanding that you might not understand the way that they think. And that's okay. But being more um, kind of open to that and just like allowing open communication when it comes to those things and maybe asking questions on how they deal with it and like anything that you can do to help, you know, even if it's nothing, like it's nice to know that people care and people are there, you know what I mean, for you dealing with anything like that. Because the people in my life fully understand me and the things I go through, and they're totally open to that. And 
I'm, I'm pretty good with it, but you know what I mean? They're, they understand that if I don't get back to them, you know what I mean? Or maybe that's something that you experienced with a friend before that if you're not talking to them all the time, it might not be for any reason other than the fact that they might be struggling in some way, or they might have a lot going on where it feels too hard almost for them to reach out sometimes. So there's no excuse though for not hitting up your relationships and being there for the people that you love. So I think definitely being someone who does have ADHD, if that's something that you notice with yourself, check in, make sure you are touching base with the people that you care about and making the time to catch up with them on a phone call or meet up with them or go somewhere. And I'm really good with this because I think quality time is huge for me, but my whole point is I'll notice it happens from time to time with my friends who live in states away where I've been stressed or something and it's harder for me to stay on top of what I'm going through and all that. And with them being far away, sometimes, like I said, it's not, I don't mean this in a disrespectful way to anyone, but out of sight, out of mind. So if I'm not seeing you or talking to you, I might forget to hit you up. And that's not an excuse, but I I have noticed that. So just being aware of that, it's not a personal thing most of the time, but if you notice it's happening too much, have a conversation with that person because it definitely should be something that you guys can come to terms with and work on together. Like for me, two of my best friends in Pittsburgh, I actually texted them and I was like, I am so sorry that I haven't hit you up recently. Like, let's talk on the phone. Like, what are you doing? So just going out of your way to make sure that you're hitting those people up to let them know that you care about them. But that is all for this week. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. If you're loving the pod, please rate it five stars. I would love that so much. And please let me know. Again, message me if you want to hear anything on the podcast. And I hope you guys have a great Valentine's Day. If you hate Valentine's Day, don't celebrate it. You know what I mean? But like what I want you to use it as is a way to like have the best self-care ever. So like have a self-care night, do a face mask, read a book, light a candle, watch a movie you've been wanting to watch, whatever it may be, do something for you, take yourself on a date or go out with your friends. It's always good to prioritize your friendships because romantic love ain't the only love baby. It's not. And it's honestly not the most important kind. And that's something that I also recently learned in a podcast. I was kind of like interested on that. So if you guys want to listen to the podcast that I'm talking about, it's Jay Shetty. He's the freaking best. And all of his are so good, but he had Drew Barrymore on. And um, that one's really good. It kind of goes over that. The name of it is Reframing Society's Expectations of Love and How to Know When to Let Go of an Unproductive Relationship. So I might I might put that in the um captions of this podcast episode so you guys can just click it and watch it or listen or whatever also um there's an episode of call her daddy that also had jay shetty on the guy just told you and in that episode he kind of goes over that stuff too and it was super interesting and that one is called the rules for falling in love and not fucking it up so definitely give that one a listen for sure but basically in that just to summarize it a little bit they talk about how in society we put romantic love on a pedestal as if, if we don't have romantic love, like we, what do we have? Like as if the friendships and the family love and all that stuff that we have doesn't matter. When in reality, that stuff matters even more. And you don't need romantic love to live a fulfilling life, you know? But obviously everyone wants it to a degree. And like, that's something that you do want, but you don't need it. And we don't need to prioritize it more than our friendship love and all that stuff too. So definitely just a little reminder to feed into your friendships and your relationships that are meaningful to you and you care about. I love you guys. I hope you have a great week and I will see you next Monday.